Hello and welcome to Perfectly Paranormal, episode 26. My name's Anna Schmidt and I'm here every week to share with you true paranormal encounters and information about devils, demons and dark energy beings that no one else talks about. And today we're exploring debunking paranormal occurrences. And yes, I love a good paranormal happening in a home as much as the next person. But sometimes what we think is paranormal simply is not. And I have three short stories as prime examples. Now, debunking is a term often used to describe looking for and exposing rational explanations for what is thought to be a paranormal occurrence. Now, paranormal experts, mediums, house healers and spirit clearers will always work through logical reasons for unusual occurrences before exploring supernatural possibilities as the cause. You know, as much as people want to think that it might be paranormal, most of the time it isn't. But the thing is with that is that some people won't believe you when you tell them that it's not paranormal anyway. You know, some people are hard to convince. Now, the same also applies to energetic attachment to people by dark or demonic level beings. As you will have heard me say many, many times in this podcast, I send my clients to their doctor and a mental health professional before I will even consider doing an energetic clearing. Because demonic attachment symptoms can mimic major and minor medical and mental health conditions. And there can also be signs in the home, you know, such as creaking, groaning, knocking, scratching, wafting breezes and rather random sounds that should always be debunked before assuming that there's an energetic presence or an attachment in your home that is causing the problem. So once the logical possibilities have been exhausted in all cases, whether personally medically, mental health-wise, in the home, it makes sense to look at other causes, which can be energetic. All right, I think we're ready to look at our first real-life debunking experience, which I have called the haunted kitchen, or was it? Now, the house that I've been in, that I'm still living in now, I've been here for 30 plus years. And we've had quite a few white goods come and go over those years. Now, back in the early 80s, we purchased a new fridge. And no one told us that it was going to be making ghostly noises. Sometimes during the day, but mostly at night. And these rather disturbing sounds would keep me wide-eyed and awake all night. Seriously, our bedroom is at the other end of the house and I could hear these low groaning in pain type sounds coming from our kitchen and this was in the early days when I was doing my energy clearing work and I would not get up in the night time to go and check 
and see if there was something in our kitchen. I was a bit of a scaredy cat back then. I'd prefer to stay in bed and just listen and just observe from a distance. Now, like most families, we're pretty much always out of the house during the day. Kids are at school, parents are at work. Until one day when I was at home working at my study table and I looked up suddenly as I heard that sort of faint groaning, moaning sound and then the sudden shudder that came from the kitchen. Now, upon investigation, I worked out exactly what was causing this low moaning, groaning, carrying on sound. Now, it came in five-minute bursts, like two to three times a night. It was actually the fridge. Yes, you heard me right. Our fridge made groaning sounds. Like, I have never heard white goods make such ominous noises before. And boy, did I feel like an idiot. You know, thinking that there was moaning and groaning ghosts roaming around my house. Now, other people in the family had also heard the moaning, groaning sounds. They simply ignored it or they didn't want to say anything. But me being a paranormal addict, I had to suss out what it was. I had to have those sleepless nights and to very luckily be home one day to actually hear it doing it during the day. Now, we had that fridge for quite a few years, but the one we have now makes no haunted sounds at all. Now, this next experience will be quite familiar to many of you. So I've called this second story The Unseemly Nighttime Visitors. Now, often when my kids were small, there would be loud thumping, running, jumping, scuffling sounds to be heard on or in the roof cavity of a nighttime. And at other times, there would be scratching and movement in the wall cavities or in the ceiling cavities. And my kids were a little bit put out by the sound of something scratching on the walls right next to the beds. Now, these sounds sparked paranormal interest in the family, you know, as we all love to watch spooky movies and our minds were sometimes on high alert when we went to bed. But as the teenagers got older, they knew that it was only the local native possum population dancing about and fighting on the roof or they found a way into the roof or we had birds nesting within the roof. Or more often, it was rodents who had found their way into a warm home for the winter. And as my kids grew into teenagers, we would often laugh about the football matches that possums would be having on the roof. It became one of those local things that we just got so used to the thumping and the bumping and the scratching. And I don't know, all the non-Australian people out there listening, if you've ever heard a ring-tail possum at full screech, it actually sounds a little bit like a banshee. A very high-pitched, wailing, screeching, screaming type sound. I used to call them chainsaw possums because they simply make the most horrific noises. Now, in episode 19 of this podcast, which talks about paranormal addiction, I talked about Bob, 
who was totally convinced that he had a demon in his blanket. And no matter how much I checked the blanket, and I assured Bob that I had cleared all the paranormal energy beings from his house, he simply just wouldn't listen. His paranormal case was mental health issues, not supernatural. And in that episode, there was also Kate. Her paranormal issues were one-third paranormal. There were some issues there. There were some paranormal beings there causing some issues with her son's sleep and in the home. But two-thirds of it was her loneliness and her need for attention because she simply wasn't happy in her life. So she was creating paranormal issues which frightened her family. And when I chat with clients in the initial conversation before commencing a house clearing, I have a very defined list of questions, including some that can help debunk the issues, such as you know, rational causes in the home, including things like shrubbery, rubbing up against the house, creating scratching noises, or changing the batteries in objects, which sometimes just keep turning themselves on. Flickering lights and other electrical issues can sometimes be paranormal, but they can also be rational issues with old wiring. Now, on that note, one of my house clearing clients didn't tell me until after his house clearing was done that they'd had a continuously dripping tap for years, which no matter what they did, just simply wouldn't stop dripping. So they gave up on it until after the house clearing had been done, they noticed that the dripping had suddenly stopped. Now, was this the structure of the building trying to let them know that there was an energetic issue in the home? Possibly. Or could it have just been a coincidence? So before you think you have spooky visitors slamming doors, scratching walls and moaning in the middle of the night, please check the following suggestions. Now, drafts can be caused by gaps in doors, gaps under windows. So really important to check your home to make sure that it is sealed up tight. We used to get this rather unnerving whistling coming through our front door until I checked around the door jam and there was a half centimetre gap right around the door. So off to the hardware shop I go, buy some of that foam with a sticky backing, put the foam round the door, Bob's your uncle, fix the problem. No more whistling or drafts coming in the front door. Now always check your property for trees or shrubs that are rubbing up against the house, branches that are hanging down over the house, because in the wind you are going to get lots of scratching, rubbing, creaking, groaning, It's going to keep you awake and those people with paranormal tendencies are going to feel like there is someone scratching their way into the house. Now always change the batteries in toys, remotes and other devices if they keep turning on. I've done this in our home and it has fixed numerous problems. Wasn't paranormals turning on the TV in the middle of the night It was simply the fact that the batteries needed changing. I've got one little funny example to share with you. I had a lady staying in my house one night. She was in my spare bedroom. And when people stay here, my spare room, which is normally my office, I move all my technical 
stuff my laptop and, and my microphone. Everything goes down to my kitchen table. Now, she went down to get a glass of water in the middle of the night. Now, she didn't turn the lights on. She just went, I know where everything is. I'll just wander around. She found what she needed. My laptop, <laughs> I forgot to turn it off and it went into snooze mode. And she went near the table to get a glass out of the cupboard. And she must have knocked the table slightly because the screen lit up right behind her. And she said to me, she said, my heart stopped suddenly. <laughs> oh, poor darling. She said, my heart literally came up into my mouth. I thought you had paranormals in the house. I mean, she knows what I do for a living, so it's nothing surprising. But we just laughed about it the next day. When she turned around, she realised that I'd left my laptop on. But just for that split second, she had a little mini panic. But we laugh about that now. It's become one of our little inside jokes. Now, if you have issues with paranormal addiction or you find that, you know, the slightest lump or bump or carry on in the middle of the night keeps you awake, please stop watching paranormal movies altogether. Paranormal investigations, reading paranormal books, anything that is going to trigger your mind to not go into a full REM sleep. You can't get a full night's rest. Just limit your movies. You know, stop watching them. Sometimes people get so addicted to watching paranormal movies that they go into this kind of paranormal psychosis. Like, no, I'm not a doctor. I never ever claim to have a medical level of understanding about this stuff. But I'm giving you an energetic perspective is that I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in people that have stayed here when they wanted to watch paranormal movies. I have seen it in my clients. And I've said to them, do a little experiment for me. No paranormal TV viewing for one week. And one client came back after that week and went, you know what? I actually slept eight hours for the last three nights. He said the first four nights, he was still unnerved by, you know, the slightest creak or seeing a slight flash of light in the house. But after those four nights, his mind had started to retrain itself away from paranormal causes. And he said to me, one night he woke up and he heard a bang. And he went, oh, it's just a possum on the roof. And he went back to sleep. There was no issues because he hadn't filled his head with all these images and all these expectations of what's going to happen in the dark of night. Now, another thing to think about is to maintain the electrics and the plumbing in your home. Really, really important because lights do flicker. You know, we've, I'm living in an old house, you know, so maybe I need to get the, if my lights flicker constantly in particular rooms or globes keep blowing, I'm not going to go, oh, it's paranormal. I'm going to go, okay, this is an older house. I might need to get an electrician in, get the wiring checked, may need to be newly wired. You know, sometimes I get the odd flicker of a light or my laptop screen will go black all of a sudden or there will be a flickering through the television, you know, or if I'm listening to a radio and I'm like, yep, all right, I, I see you're trying to get my attention. What is it you need? But it's really, it's not a nightly thing. It's not consistent. So if you've got consistent electrical issues, it's most likely the wiring 
needs looking at. So please get it checked. Now, as you've heard me share already, I can only share Australian stories around our local native wildlife. We've talked about the chainsaw possums. We've talked about the rodents in the houses that people, most people around the world would have issues with that in the colder months of the year. Is to always observe the wildlife around your home. Check your home for any openings, any entrances that birds, possums, any little native animal, and there is an opening that is present. It's going to make itself a new home in that nice little dry covered space. Now, dripping taps, as we talked about earlier, and rattling pipes, sometimes can be a build-up of pressure in the pipes. I've noticed that this house that I'm in, 10 minutes after you've had a shower and you've turned the taps off, there will be a sudden burst of water through the shower head. And the kids and I, we just, we just got used to it over the years. And we never ever assumed it was paranormal because it was simply just a build-up of pressure in the pipes. Now, the other funny thing to be aware of is please listen to the sounds that your white goods make. You know, the fridge with the moaning, groaning sound. The haunted fridge, if you want to call it that. Oh, dear, I'll never forget it. All these little funny stories that roam around in my head. It really did quite unnerve me at the time. Now, if you can't put your finger on what the issue is in your home, still don't go down the paranormal track yet. Set up a camera or your mobile phone overnight, where you think the issue might be. You know, you might catch on camera what is causing the problem. Oh, you'll love this. Sorry, I just thought of another little story. One of my kids used to love eating in their bedroom. As much as mum said, please don't, it will bring rodents into the house in wintertime. Didn't listen. Used to eat chips and peanuts and all sorts of things into their bedroom. One night, the, the child's in bed and there was a packet on the desk next to the bed. And... The child woke up in the middle of the night hearing rustling. And it's like, oh, I don't know what this rustling is. What, what, what is that rustling? All of a sudden, the packet falls over. This child flew out of bed like I've never seen this person move before in their life. And, you know, in my bedroom, you know, mum, 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 there's something in my bedroom. When we went and had a look, there was a tiny mouse running around the bedroom in a panic because it had been discovered. So after that instance, there was no half-eaten food packets left in the bedroom. Now, paranormal addiction, as I've talked about earlier, can be an issue for some people. And it is a mental health condition causing mental disturbances and paranormal worries about dark energy and demonic beings in my house. If you find that this is a problem for you, please see your doctor. See your mental health professional. Talk about your mental and emotional issues around what is causing you to be addicted to paranormal happenings. You'll find there is quite often a very logical and rational cause, something that has happened to you during your life. Lastly, be aware that pets can sometimes make 
unassuming sounds in the middle of the night, such as scratching, wandering in the hallways, pushing through doors, leaning up against walls, climbing onto furniture. Sometimes they'll be trying to get your attention, especially if they're hungry or they're thirsty or they're feeling unwell. So always get up and check on your pets because, you know, we have to look after them. They're part of our family. We always need to make sure that they are happy and safe, just like the rest of us. So I hope you have found some interesting little ideas about what you can do about debunking your home and some of the things that you might think are possibly paranormal most likely aren't. So in episode 27, we're going to be talking about the hat man, mysteriously cloaked figures and the looming ominous presence that stands over us in bed. Now I'm telling my own stories about the hat man because I've had a couple of experiences over my years of doing this work and I've got some rather interesting information that turns the general definition of these beings on their head. So are these three types of energy beings paranormal or are they something else? Oh, and don't forget, if you like the content of this podcast and you don't want to miss any future episodes, please subscribe. And you can share with your friends so we can get the message out there. We can spread the message about these paranormal pranksters and what they get up to in our homes. I would really appreciate it. So thank you for joining me today. And don't forget, if you want to share your paranormal experiences or you've got a question, you can always email me at spiritualbeing44 at gmail.com. And for information on paranormal house clearing, you can visit my website. The web address is in the description box. And I look forward to sharing this spooky space with you again next week. And remember, life is perfectly paranormal. <laughs>